The following podcast is by Mr. Jim Taylor, elder law and special needs attorney, helping and protecting those who need long-term care. And welcome everyone back to Answers for Elders Radio Network, here with Jim Taylor, elder law attorney extraordinaire. And Jim... I don't um, the extraordinaire part, but thank you. <laughs> I love talking to you. So we've talked about... I think of it as about, elder law attorney full of hot air, but okay. <laughs> We have talked a a lot about obviously the spend down and I, you know, I'm really glad we also talked about the fact of thinking about it in advance. So when that time happens, you've got, you've got your ducks in a row and that's for a single person. But now we're going to talk about married people. That's a total different story, isn't it? Yes. Well, I won't say a total different story, but it is a different story. Okay. Okay. It builds on what happens with a single person. Okay. okay. It's a modification. What happens to a single person? Okay. So one, they must be married. Some States recognize common law marriage. Some States do not. They have to be married. They live in together. They've been sharing expenses, but they're not married. No benefits. No, no, the, 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 the well partner doesn't get anything, uh, any of the benefits I'm going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the second thing, the second important point is the income of the well spouse does not get to be used by Medicaid to pay the expenses of the ill spouse. So okay. what we're looking at is whether the well spouse, what Medicaid calls the community spouse, even though the 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 ill spouse who's called an institutionalized spouse may not be institutionalized because they may be staying home. Right. Okay. But it's still community spouse and institutionalized spouse, because that that goes back to the basics of Medicaid for long term care being nursing home and nothing else. Because at the time that Medicaid was created for long term care, there was nursing home and nothing else. So uh, so that terminology has, has come has uh, followed through all the decades, even though not every institutionalized spouse is, in fact, institutionalized. Okay. So. The community spouse's income is not available to pay the cost of care under the Medicaid rules for the, for the institutionalized spouse, okay, for the ill spouse. That doesn't mean a nursing home may not try, right? because okay? if people don't know better, the nursing home can hoodwink them into it, then they'll take it, okay? Uh, they're, even if they're not for profit, they don't want to be money losing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those that are for profit obviously want to be making a profit. Right. So uh, they aren't above uh, some underhandedness and not being clear with spouses that they don't have to pay. Okay. But under Medicaid rules, the well spouses, the community spouses' income, remember, we're talking about income, what comes in each month and gets spent, you know, that wasn't there before, income um, does not have to be spent on the ill spouse also called the institutionalized spouse so that's the second big tenant okay so let's assume though that the institutionalized spouse has more income than the community spouse that's where things get complicated and can be generous maybe too strong a word but the ill spouse may have to give some of his or her income to the institutionalized spouse to use. It's not a physically here, honey, here's your money thing, No, but in the Medicaid calculations, it works out that way. 
Well, okay. and it can, I know like with my father, I'm thinking about with my father, my father had the assets. My stepmother was 20 some years younger than him. She, oh, good for your father. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Good for your father. <laughs> I know. So, so, but he had the assets, right? So yeah. that I remember he set up like a family trust that yeah. was also what upon his death, there was certain ass or resources that he had right. life insurance policies, thing. all that stuff went into an irrevocable trust and, but he was never on Medicaid, but she ended up eventually going on Medicaid, but um, that was a whole other because his was frozen, but there was a clause in there that said he had to pay so much into on catastrophic illness. It had to come out of the trust. So I don't know. That was, I'm sure that's kind of what you're talking about, right? Yes. And no, because that that was um, how assets were, how resources, now you got me doing it. How resources (laughs) were, were set up by your uh, father and and stepmother uh, by their attorney. As part okay. of an estate plan, yeah, it may have built into it a long-term care plan, but it was part of an estate plan, okay? Mm-hmm. And remember, now we're simply talking about money that arrives every month. We're focusing the, uh, in this segment on income. Okay. So what your uh, father and stepmother may have set aside among their wealth, that's not income. So let's say uh, they did this and your father did, in fact, need long-term care. I realize that's not the case. But just just taking yeah. his taking him as an example, since you brought him up, dad yeah. did, in fact, need long term care. And since because he had more of the assets, he probably also had higher income during his working life and therefore had probably had, probably had higher income mm-hmm. during retirement. Yeah. OK, so with as the spouse with the higher income, he might have had to share some of that income even on Medicaid yep. with his uh, with your stepmom. OK. Yeah. Now, granted, that's he was going to either pay it to his care provider, the nursing home or assisted living, and as opposed to his wife. Okay, so it didn't cost him anything. He ends up the same place financially, right? But she does not. Okay, so back when we were talking about resources, I talked about uh, below a certain number, about two hundred sixty thousand dollars. The well spouse gets to keep half of the resources. Okay. This, what I'm talking about income is related to that. It's under the federal program of avoiding spousal impoverishment, a big fancy uh, word for making, making, we're not going to make the community spouse broke. Okay. So they, as part of the avoidance of spousal impoverishment or spousal impoverishment protections, um, they, the, the well spouse got to keep roughly half of the resources Wow. But then when we look at income, we, we aren't looking at half and half, by the way. We're looking at the income needs of the well spouse. Got it. First of all, there's a certain minimum amount based on the uh, cost of living. And I think, I don't think it's the same from state to state. So I'm not going to say it's based on the federal poverty level, but there is a number based on the cost of living. It's probably uniform among the middle of the country states, but the higher income, you know, the higher cost states, the New York's, the Washington's, the California's, uh, they probably have a different number. Mm-hmm. And it's around 2300 bucks a month here in the middle of America. Okay. Right. If the well spouse doesn't, and I'm just going to make the husband the one in the nursing home, 
Okay. Uh, because the women have driven us crazy and we, yeah, <laughs> uh, I can make, can we live longer. Joke. Yeah. I can make a sexist joke. Sorry. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not going to pick on guys. Come on. I'm a guy. Um, <laughs> and, um, um, so the husband's in the nursing home, the, the wife is at home and he's the well spouse, at least the better off of the two doesn't yet need long-term care. Mm -hmm. Her income isn't 2,300 bucks by itself. Gross, by the way, you have to add in her Medicare part, put had back in her Medicare part B premium that was taken out for social security, add in taxes. If she has a pension, that sort of thing. Okay. Gross it up. And if her income isn't yet 2,300 bucks, she gets to get some of the income from uh, the husband each month to get her up to 2,300 bucks. In addition, if her housing costs are what we call shelter costs, right. Medicaid calls shelter costs, they're still housing costs, um, are higher than making air quotes average, right. she may get to take more. Okay, There is a certain amount of expected shelter costs, and that is, really needs to be state-specific, or in your Californias, it may be region-specific. Okay, right. um, It costs this much to house a person. And if yes. her, again, I'm just going to make the husband the one who's in the nursing home. If the wife's housing costs are higher than that standard number, then she gets to take additional income to fill in that gap between her actual housing costs and her uh, income. Uh, I'm sorry, between her actual housing costs and the standard housing rate expectation. Sure. Like it's kind of like the standard deduction in the, with your taxes. It's just a, a number that's assumed. Okay. Right. So that's what the housing cost is. As part of the shelter costs, utilities are included. And because utilities fluctuate from month to month based on the price of oil, based on whether it's summer or winter, the states have an assumed number. Again, I believe it's state-specific assumed number that if you spend a dollar, if you spend a penny on utilities, then they simply assume that you spend this much. In Ohio, it's like 553 bucks, okay? So if you spend a, a penny on electricity and don't spend on anything else, no gas, no water, no sewer, mm -hmm. but you spend a penny on electricity, then it's assumed that you spend 553 bucks on utilities. So you're, uh, and then let's say the uh, standard housing deduction, I should have looked up these numbers before we got on and they didn't. Let's say the standard housing uh, expectation is uh, 700 bucks. And that's, I'm pretty close in Ohio, by the way. Right. So there's a $147 difference there. Okay. Wow. So if your insurance, your real estate taxes, your homeowner's fees, and if you have one, a mortgage add up to more than 147 bucks on top of wow. you paid anything for utilities, you're now at the standard number. So sure. anything, anything above that standard number, you get to take out of the community, out of the ill spouses, the institutionalized spouses income each month to, to avoid spousal impoverishment. Now that is re if, if someone stays on Medicaid, mm -hmm. you know, past the renewal date, you know, up to the, the annual renewal date, mm -hmm. that's recalculated. They look at those things. They don't look at anything else uh, of the spouse's income, except do, how are you compared to the national standard? Okay. Mm -hmm. They aren't looking at the spouse's wealth at that point. If the spouse right. has a lottery, the, the, the community spouse hit the lottery and has a million dollars, doesn't matter. Those are, those are resources. Right. Okay. So they look at the, the well spouse's income. How does it compare to the, nat, to the, to the standard in that area, mm -hmm. including 
the current housing, the shelter cost standard, including within that, the current utilities expected number, I guess we call it a standard, but mm-hmm. it's hard to think of it as a standard. Um, and then the homeowner's fees, uh, real estate taxes, uh, mortgage and insurance, and recalculate the month, what, what the, the income share, which we call monthly income allowance. And Jim and I are going to be right back everyone in the next segment. State of Ohio residents, you have a friend to help you navigate long-term care while protecting your assets. You can reach Jim at www.protectingseniors.com or just email him at jkoewler-afe, that's jkoewler-afe at protectingseniors.com. It's time to rethink. Renew and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather, the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.